0: Welcome, food and fitness lovers, to Tina's Ageless Kitchen. I'm Chef Tina Martini. You might know me as the Medicine Chef. Food and fitness lovers to Tina's Ageless Kitchen. I'm Chef Tina Martini. You might know me as the medicine chef. Well, we've got lots of sweet fun in the ageless kitchen today. We're going to put a twist on the usual cheesecakes and some cocktails that fit right in with our dessert menu. So the first thing we're going to do is create a crust for a pumpkin goat cheese cheesecake. Now, normally, it's all about the cream cheese, and we are going to use a little bit of cream cheese, but we're going to add a little extra of that phytonutrient boost by using some of the softened chef or the luxurious silky goat cheese all right so the first thing I'm going to do chefs is I'm going to make my crust. now we're going to do a couple different things here that may not be the norm the first thing I have are chopped pecans and nuts of course really increase our longevity they protect our heart health and they're really really great for our brain nuts are considered brain food so I chopped some pecans here You could put a light toasting on it if you want, but they are gonna toast a little bit in the oven, so I wouldn't worry about it. If you've got raw, use raw. If you've got toasted, use toasted. Either will work, chefs. Here we have some coconut palm sugar, and it's one of my personal favorites, chef. Loaded with minerals, which really boosts the recovery rate and our nervous system. Now, the palm sugar, it's low glycemic, so it's a great choice for the diabetic. It's a great choice for all of us. We don't need all that up and down stuff with our blood sugar. It only contributes to excess fat and really unstable moods and headaches, and none of us need that. After all, dessert's supposed to make us feel good, right? That's why there's two S's, because we always want to. All right, I've got some ginger snaps here, and I'm choosing to use gluten-free ginger snaps. Now, any anytime that we can reduce the wheat that we're taking in, simply because wheat is so genetically modified and it's also a phytoestrogen, reducing that is a good thing for all of us. Now, I've ground those ginger snaps up and whatever cookie you have, even if you had a popular vanilla cookie that we all know and love. You could grind that up and put it in. And it just adds a little extra crispiness to the crust and it boosts some nice flavor. You don't want a tasteless crust. Put this gorgeous filling on and then you've got a crust that tastes like cardboard. That's just not gonna work. So we've got our pecans, we've got our coconut palm sugar, and we've got our ground up gluten-free ginger snaps. I'm gonna use a little bit of whole grain pastry flour And again, you could use a gluten-free flour if you wanted, not necessary unless you are celiacs or gluten intolerant. I'm just gonna mix that up a little bit and then we're gonna cut some cold butter in. I've cubed it up just to make it easier to work in and we'll put that right into our bowl. Again, a little bit of a chill on it is gonna give more of a crumble and a flakiness to the crust. Now the rule with pastry, all you pastry chefs out there, is make it cold, bake it hot. And that's how your desserts come out nice and flaky and light and crispy just like we like them. All right, if I had a pastry cutter, that would be great. But if we don't have that special tool, we can use two forks. So I'm just gonna start the process here. And again, a little chill on the butter because we're following our pastry rule, make it cold, bake it hot all right well this reminds me of my mom so much she was a great baker and i started baking with her when i was about eight years old so um, making anything like this just takes me back to the holidays and all the fun sunday dinners that we used to do as a family Because my dad was a strict one he liked the meat the veg and the starch but no meal was complete in my house without a nice dessert and my mom really was a great baker. All right, so I've got this started here, and I'm just gonna take both forks and kind of pull the butter apart as I go. And once I get that started, I can do it my grandmother's way and just work it in with the fingers. But you can see that it's starting to get kind of crumbly and pea-sized, and that's what we're looking for. Once it's worked in well to our crumbs and our nuts and that kind of thing, then we'll be ready to just kind of gently press it into the pan. So get your fingers in there and just mix it up and get it in that kind of pea shape that I was referring to. All right. Now, any nut would work here. Walnuts would be beautiful here, but if you've got a nut allergy or someone that doesn't care for nuts, just omit them and double your cookie crumbs. That would work beautifully. Our baking, of course, it's chemistry, chefs, and so we want to follow the recipe pretty closely but you don't have to be so stringent and strict with yourself after all baking is supposed to be fun and really you're making a fabulous dessert what wouldn't be fun about that all right so we're coming into kind of the pea size and the butter's getting worked in here really well. You don't want big chunks of butter because what happens is as it bakes, the butter will pool and you'll end up with grease spots in your crust where it'll be soggy and greasy and oily and nobody wants that on their palate. All right, so we've worked the butter in and you can see how it kind of turns into what I was referring to as that pea size. And then we can push it all together in one and move it from the mixing bowl to the spring form pan. Uh, I'm gonna do something a little different with my crust than most people do. And I'm gonna work a little bit of vanilla into that dough. And now that I've kind of pressed the butter in and it softened a little bit, it has almost come to a dough consistency. All right, so we've worked the vanilla in and we've brought it all together so that we can move it really well from the mixing bowl. Oh boy, that vanilla smells so rich and great. With the butter, I mean, what's really not to love here? Okay, into the pan we go, and it's still a little bit crumbly, and that's what we want. Let's get this out of the way. Dab a little vanilla behind your ears. Girls and men just love it. All right, we're going to put that out into our pan, just pushing from the center as always. I'm sure you remember when we've done pizza in the past and things like flatbreads, and we always work from the center of the pan out. That way you get a more even distribution, and you're not trying to grab from here and there and plug holes. That's not a very professional way to do it. And in the ageless kitchen, we want to have fun but we also wanna practice proper culinary technique because that makes your life so much easier in the kitchen. All right, so the crust is looking really great here, and I can't tell you how delicious the ginger snaps, the butter, the warmth and sensuality of the vanilla is really making in this kitchen. All right, well, we've got our crust nice and even in the bottom of our springform pan. I've got the oven preheated. We always wanna follow the rule that everything hot is waiting for us. We're not waiting for the oven. We've got too much to do. We've gotta make our creamy, yummy goat cheese pumpkin filling that's gonna be a perfect partner for our pecans and our ginger snaps. Everything warm, sweet, and yummy, just like we like it in the Ageless Kitchen. Chefs, hang on, I'll be right back. All right, it's pastry time in the Ageless Kitchen today, chefs. We've got our crust working in the oven, and now it's time to make our yummy, super creamy filling. We're doing a pumpkin so that we complement the beauty of the ginger snaps and all of those great toasted pecans. I'm going to use my blender, but you can definitely use your food processor, or you could just do a hand mixer in the mixing bowl. All right, let's go ahead and get our pumpkin down now. Now, pumpkin, really unbelievable source of choline. And choline is a big brain food. So we've actually got a dessert today along with our nuts and other products that we're using that helps us to keep our mind sharp throughout our life. Choline is a very, very important nutrient and really pumpkin. Not only mentioning that golden color that gives us that beta-keratin, for abscisic acid and that is one of the big phytonutrient warriors in our quest for radiant health. Alright, so I'm going to put that in and you can do fresh or canned. I've got some cream cheese and of course we want that softened. Now cream cheese very much like sour cream and things of that nature that not only are a great source of calcium but they're a great source of digestive enzymes that help us to utilize our nutrients. Now here's the superstar here for digestive nutrients and digestive enzymes, and that's the goat cheese. And this is the chef, the softened goat cheese, and it is at room temperature, so everything blends together beautifully. You've got a nutrient powerhouse, and we're just barely getting started, chefs. I've got an egg to bring it all together and make it nice and fluffy. And again, the yolk is where a lot of the magic happens. So don't worry about the cholesterol. Again, that's kind of not so important now, and we know the truth about that. So don't worry so much about that because the albumum in the egg white really is one of the most powerful cholesterol lifters we know of. Remember, nature knows what she's doing, so let's just let nature take care of us as we take care of her. All right, I've got some cinnamon. I've got some ginger, nutmeg. Now ginger is in a world of its own as far as phytonutrition, really a strengthener for the digestive tract, and it's a colon cleanser even in the dried form. And here we've got a dessert that's plentiful in the delicious medicine category. All right, I've got another egg white that I'm gonna add in just to get kind of that frothy, fluffy almost a meringue like texture and then i've got some coconut palm sugar here just like we used in our crust all right so that's all great and ready to be whirred up so you're just going to get that started on a slow speed and then we'll scrape it down and keep it blending really well until it's nice and fluffy you're really wanting to let the eggs work their magic as the leavening in our cheesecake so i'm just going to increase the speed a little bit and you can see how it's starting to blend really well and get almost that light souffle texture, beautiful. Let's scrape that down just really quick, and that is one of the most important things that you can do when you're working with pastry, mixing a cake mix, or anything that you're working with that has multiple ingredients. You really need to take the time to scrape down the vessel that you're mixing in. And the reason I say this, it seems like a no-brainer, chefs, but I see a lot of people just quickly pull their stuff together and not stop and take the time to scrape down. And then they wonder why they've got little bits of this or that or their filling isn't even and smooth and creamy. Also, whipping like this, as I mentioned, activates those egg whites and gets that souffle texture that we're looking for. All right, let's go ahead and speed it up. And let that mix for just a moment. And that looks perfect. So we're ready to put our spicy, warm, creamy pumpkin filling over that golden crust. And you don't even have to let it cool. Just put it down quickly and back into the oven we go. When we come back, we're gonna have that working and we're gonna make a creamy, great pumpkin spice cocktail. I can hardly wait. All right, we're moving on chefs to a different crust now for our chocolate goat cheese cheesecake. Oh my gosh, I'm just in cheesecake heaven today and I hope you are as well. Let's do the same thing that we just did with our pumpkin goat cheese cheesecake, only we're going to omit the cookie crumbs this time. I'm going to use walnuts in place of the pecans, but again, if you don't want any of this, you could just do some ground-up cookies that are your favorite. A chocolate cookie would work here great, since we're doing a creamy chocolate filling. All right, so I've got a little bit of gluten-free flour this time, and we're going to go gluten-free on this one. So just add that in. Now, the gluten-free all flowers have really come a long way. If you're practicing a gluten-free nutrition program, choose your favorite blend and use that. Now I've got the ground-up walnuts here, Walnuts, wow, Dr. Andrew Weil just really can't say enough good about walnuts. And Dr. Weil, if you're not familiar, is a Harvard-trained MD that teaches all the fabulous phytofacts like I do. I just love Dr. Weil and he talks a lot about walnuts in his research and his work. And what we find here is a really great, absorbable, highly effective omega-3 fatty acid chain here. However, there's one thing I want to share with you about walnuts, and that's that they're very high in omega-6 as well. We've got 3, 6, 9, 11, and 13, and we need all of them to a certain amount. We really want our diet to be much higher in omega-3 fatty acids than we do 6, and that's what we're focusing on today, is getting that good balance. Now, omega-6 is important, but we already get quite a bit of it in our standard diet. What happens when we eat too much 6 is that it can actually cause tumors to grow and this is based on a lot of research out of Duke University. So if you'd like to do some research yourself, I would recommend going to Duke's website and looking at their research on Omega 6. Not really a lot of good going on there simply because we already in our standard diet get a lot of the Omega 6 so we don't want to add on top of that. Walnuts are great. I agree with Dr. Weil and I also agree with Duke University's research in that the balance of everything, and you hear me say that time and time again, chefs, the balance is what we're looking for, moderation in everything. So what I recommend to my clients is two tablespoons of raw walnuts every other day and that really helps keep that balance in check. Now, I've just ground these up or run your knife through them. You can pulse them through your food processor, whatever works for you chefs. I've got my gluten-free all-purpose flour in there. I've got my ground walnuts, going to go with a high-mineral, low-glycemic coconut palm sugar. Let's put that in. Now, I'm going to do a little more sugar here than we did in our other crust simply because the cocoa is very bitter. So you're gonna want a little sweeter crust. Again, we're achieving balance. A little vanilla, which may not be the norm for your crust, but it really just picks up that flavor and adds a nice level of warmth. I'm going to go with the butter again and always going with the real butter, the real deal, the real thing. It's what our body knows how to utilize best. All right, so again, we're just going to get that started and the butter has got a chill on it. So we just want to work that in a little bit with our fork. It's just the same process. If you wanted, you could pulse this through in your food processor. I kind of like to work things by hand. I'm an old school chef, been a chef a long time. So I really like to feel my food and see exactly where I'm at with my textures. If you're in a hurry, just whiz it through. Blitz it a little bit on, pulse in the food processor. Okay, so you can see that we're getting those pea shapes again, those pea-sized kind of morsels, and that lets us know that the butter is cutting into the dry ingredients beautifully, and that's going to make for a perfect crust. All right, I'm going to start using my two forks and start pulling the bigger lumps of butter apart. Work the flour in, and then you can go to your hand if you would like and feel the butter going into the dry ingredients. Now, any grandmother will tell you, Making great biscuits is done this way, and working with the fingertips and working with your bare hands lets you know that your dough is in the right texture, that you're ready to roll it out for your biscuits. So we can apply the same principles here. All right, I'm just going to work that last bit of butter in. And this is a much more crumbly texture. We're ready to work it into our pan. And I've oiled the pan this time with coconut oil, which is really high in lauric acid. And it is a brain food. We're focusing on brain and digestion today. Now, not only is coconut a brain food, they do have some documented cases where it's actually completely reversed Alzheimer disease. So coconut oil, really magical stuff happening with our phytonutrients. I'm going to work this into a little bit more of a ball and pour that right out into our pan. Perfect. Nice and crumbly. Great texture. Again, we don't want to overwork things because they become tough, especially in the pastry world. It's a light touch that we're looking for. All right, now the coconut oil, I was talking about the digestive tract and we already talked about the magical things that are happening with the Alzheimer. Coconut oil, like our goat cheese that we're using in our filling, really assists in the digestion and absorption of our various nutrients, not only that, but it keeps bacteria and microbes out of the gut and keeps that healthy flora in balance. So we've got plenty of the good bugs that help our intestines and our stomach work and we get rid of all those bad bugs. That lauric acid is very powerful, antimicrobial and antibacterial. All right, so I finished pressing out the crust, and we're going to pop this in the preheated oven just like we did for our other crust. And that's going to go about six minutes, but believe me, your kitchen is going to fill with that beautiful aroma and let you know that it's done. When we come back, it's cocoa, goat cheese, cream cheese filling. all right we're back and it's dessert day in the ageless kitchen and wow one of my favorite things cocoa with goat cheese now i'm kind of a bitter uh you know i like snappy things like vinegar and so that kind of thing appeals to me you may want to make it a little sweeter but i don't think it really needs it because we've got that sweetness and that nuttiness of the crust So I'm thinking that we're just going to use a little bit of honey this time instead of our coconut palm sugar and just get a more earthy feel to that cocoa and let that shine on its own. All right, everything into the blender again, just like we did with the pumpkin one. You can use your Blitz blender if you've got a little stick blender, or you can use your food processor. I'm going to put the softened cream cheese in first. And again, it's just the same as we did with the pumpkin. So this is giving you kind of a guide to do whatever flavor of filling you like, chefs. A little softened goat cheese, our friend with a great source of calcium as well as all those great healthy enzymes to help our body do its work. And then I've got some dark cocoa powder. Now I do use the organic non-alkalide cocoa powder Whatever you've got in your pantry, please use it up. And then the next time you purchase, get the non alkali cocoa powder. It's just a little better. Alkali can really throw the balance of our calcium uptake out of whack. And what that does is it sends a message to the bones to excrete calcium into our bloodstream. And we definitely don't want to do that. So eating something that has too much alkali pH to it really sends the wrong message to the body and we stop uptaking and utilizing the calcium we take in through our nutrition and our bones actually start excreting calcium. This is where things like gallstones and kidney stones can come in as well as osteoporosis. So we're making a dessert that's going to help us be strong and help us to maximize the use of our calcium. I've got some amber honey here, and any one will do again that you have. Dark is really rich and nice. A light orange blossom would be wonderful here a floral hint would actually add a lot of depth to the cocoa the researchers are telling us now that there is a cure for cancer in honey and they're looking for it but what we need to know is not all the details but the fact that nature provides everything we need to keep ourselves in radiant health and the bees are just a magical creature on their own so be sure to plant flowers and things that attract the bees to your garden so that they can continue to contribute and do their part to make us healthy. Now the honey is loaded with antioxidants and I'm sure this is where the researchers are looking for all of that anti-cancer magic that the bees provide to us. An egg going in and of course always working with the grain fed, naturally uh, wandering, doing chicken things, uh, chickens. You definitely want to use the free-range chickens as much as you can and use the chickens that do chicken things and live chicken lives. And I know that sounds silly, but healthy, happy animals provide much more nutrition for us and make us much healthier and happier if we're going to indulge in that kind of nutrition program. I've got a little bit of sea salt here. Now sea salt is perfect with our baked goods because it actually lifts the sweetness and the salt is gonna add a little bit of punch to our cocoa and our cheeses. All right, let's blitz that up. Starting on slow as always. (laughs) and just letting that all mix in. And again, we're gonna increase that leavening possibility of the egg fully engaged so that our cheesecake is not dense and hard. It's more light and fluffy like a souffle on our palate. All right, let's kick it up. And we do want to scrape the bowl down. Now, this is a little thicker filling. The pumpkin tends to have a little more water content than this filling here. This is really rich and a little bit more on the creamy, um, maybe New York cheesecake type texture than the uh, pumpkin one that we have working in the oven right now. All right, so we'll scrape that down and then let's continue to blend. There we go. Really delicious. I can't wait! Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Alright, let's take this off and look into the blender and see what's happening. Just to make sure that our cocoa powder is worked in and it looks fabulous. If there wasn't a raw egg in here, I'd start eating, chefs. So I wouldn't be able to wait for the crust. All right so our crust is done by now and the kitchen is filled with that beautiful nutty aroma letting me know that the crust is ready for its partner the beautiful cocoa goat cheese filling we'll be right back to put it all together and then guess what not only dessert it's time for a super rich super spicy cocktail All right, well, it's been a really great day full of yummy, creamy things in the ageless kitchen. We did our pumpkin goat cheese on a ginger snap pecan crust. We've got our cocoa goat cheese here with our walnut crust. You're going to put your spin on it, chefs, but we're going to top it all off with a really creamy, delicious drink that's going to pair equally with either of our desserts or both all right i'm going to do my pumpkin spice martini and you can do it in any glass i'm going to do it in a wine glass only because i'm going to make us a little bit bigger one i'm going to load my shaker with some ice and you don't need much but you do need some good solid ice cubes because we're going to do a technique called to roll and i'm going to explain the point of that in just a moment let's go ahead and get our ingredients in all right i've got the vanilla vodka I've got the butterscotch schnapps, I've got a creme de cacao, and I've got a cinnamon schnapps. I know, sounds really weird, but wait until you taste it. I'm gonna go ahead and put in a pumpkin spice liqueur, and you can find that at any specialty beverage store, especially around the holidays. I'm gonna do just a pinch of nutmeg, Mother Nature's antibiotic. And then let's go ahead and put a special rim on our glass just to kind of pair and sew all of those flavors together in our menu. I've got a little coconut oil, and I'm just going to rub that on the rim of the glass, and fingers always work well. That's all right. We just get a little bit of that coconut oil in there. Just another healthy benefit going on our glass. We love the coconut oil. And then what I'm doing is just dipping the rim of the glass in the ginger snaps. And that's gonna give just a nice bump of that ginger warmth and flavor. Okay, we're gonna roll, we've got our glass ready. Oh, let me pop my half and half in, I forgot about that. That's our creamy part of our drink. So I'm gonna put a couple ounces of half and half in. Now, we're not gonna shake like we normally would. We're gonna do a technique called to roll. Now, rolling back and forth like so six or seven times is going to do a couple things for our drink. It's going to keep the cream from curdling, and nobody wants to see that on their glass. We want a nice, smooth velvety finish on our drink. And it's also going to add a little bit of dilution to bring all of the ingredients together. Now, we're all familiar with shaking, and you would shake when you want a really aerated drink, a really fluffy drink, and you would stir when you want a more viscous, full-bodied drink. But here, the roll technique gives, again, that little dilution. Let's go ahead and strain that out into the glass, and doesn't that look like a really great creamy combination to go with our desserts. Again, a little bit of nutmeg on top and we're all set. Well, I sure have enjoyed my time with you in the pastry ageless kitchen, desserts that make us well and make us feel great. You've got to love that. I'm going to top it off with our pumpkin spice. I'll see you next time. I'm Chef Tina Martini. Here's to your health.